need our uh our I know soundboard. My son, yeah. Um, anyway. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Cam. I'm your host, sitting here with my lovely wife, Vicky Logan, also your host. We're with two of some of the greatest people you'll ever meet in your life, and we are here. We are here. We are here to discuss some amazing topics on today's episode of Everything Is We. I just want to be a part. I just want to be a part. You guys want to, before we start, if you're new here, which most people probably aren't, so you probably know who these people are. But if you don't know who they are, y'all want to introduce yourself? No, you introduce them. Why we got to introduce y'all? All right, these are the Mozaks. This is Wanda and Lorelco. Lorelco and Wanda, got to put the man first because he's the head of the house. Come on. Lorelco and Wanda, Mozak, and they are, oh, we got to give the whole, uh, oh, God. they are not just influencers. <laughs> <laughs> we have a musician, a musical producer extraordinaire. Okay, hails from Nashville, Tennessee. Hail. So you know he, wow. you know he got some, <laughs> you know he got some oil on him. All right. He also is a, a preacher of the gospel. He spreads the word across the nations. And Dove Man Ambassador. That's funny. <laughs> I'm trying to think of all the things. You may have seen him on <laughs> Bevel. Yes. Uh, Dove. Also seen at. Also seen as seen on TV. As seen on TV, Walgreens ambassador. That's funny. He won Father of the Year in 2020. Wow. <laughs> I sure did. You sure did win it, baby. Come on. All That's right, funny. and then we have the Wanda. The evangelist. The, okay. the Wanda right. Mozak. Come on. Evangelist, prophetess Come on. Wanda Mozak. Come on. All right, she always has a word. Always. I'm literally just somebody, a nobody, trying to tell everybody <laughs> about Jesus. This <laughs> Wanda, y'all. She is an influencer on Instagram and TikTok and sometimes YouTube. Um, and she is a twin mom. Okay, mom influencer, but she's also a hair enthusiast, as you can, as you can see. see. Why does it keep doing that? As you can see, um, <laughs> she does hair and beauty as well. Um, she is her own woman in her own way. Amen. You know what I'm saying? But she also is a mom too. And um, she sounds country, but she's from LA. And uh, yeah. I don't know what else to say. I think I think we I think it's good. Ooh. Ooh. Oh wow! The devil is a liar. Oh. Uh oh. What was he gonna do if somebody hey, lost? You gotta that? lock it though. What was you gonna do with somebody? Don't, don't leave us out here. <laughs> don't leave us Honey, in a place. Don't leave us naked and afraid. But um, yes. So we talk about them often in the podcast because they're some of our closest friends. Um, and we we know this. We love y'all so much. <laughs> there are travel buddies. Um, where are we? We're currently in Nashville right now. Live from Nashville. Live from the Airbnb. Right. Um. Ooh, I'm sorry. Um, and so, over the past, what? How long have we known each other? Like two years? Over the past two years? Three. I think it's almost, th is it three? Yeah. 
Yeah. No, we met y'all in 2019. No. We've been talking before that. We met y'all in 2019. So, yes, we've known them for a few years now, and um, we met them in the midst of their um, IVF journey. So, they, y'all, you were in Barbados when we started talking. For mm -hmm. real. And um, that's kind of how we... Well, I mean, we were already following each other, and Wanda was already like plotting to be my friend. That's funny. Um, she be really wanting people to plot, though. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, we were I'm literally just DMing. Okay. We were. We were DMing, and um, then we like just end up clicking, and then we met when you were nice and pregnant. I mean, just real. You was real ready to pop. Um, and we met them in LA, and then after that, we've just been really close. Like we went on a whole trip. We went to. Nobu. Nobu in Cabo. And if you haven't seen our vlogs, go watch the vlogs. Check the vlogs out. Y'all already know what it is. But yes, so they have been really instrumental in not just even like fertility. Y'all have just been there for a lot of things. Just a lot of different things. So life happens and you just, people, man, people. They just be there. You know what I'm saying? So we wanted to, we were already going to be together. So we were like, we should, well, we were going to have y'all on the podcast. We were going to have them on last We were week. going to have y'all on the podcast anyways. But it just made sense to just do it together in person. So um, today we're going to, um, stop. Why does he keep doing that? Make it stop, babe. I think it's trying to focus on y'all too. But it's, no, because it keeps blurring out all of us. If it was trying to focus on Yeah, I guess if you're not looking, I don't know. Weird. I'm just gonna sit up. Um, so why don't we all just, today? We're all just gonna. We're just gonna scoop. We're just gonna get a little scoop. closer. A little closer. Get a little closer. There we go. Actually, better, right? Actually, it is. Let's just get a little. All right. Um, so yeah, today we're just gonna like chit chat with them, um, and we just gonna see what happens. I mean, we kind of know what we're gonna talk about already, but mm. we're just gonna talk. So, um, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, do you guys want to, we'll, we'll give you guys the floor to kind of talk about like, uh, well, first of all, LaRocco has a podcast too. Okay. So yes, socially awkward, check them out. Season two this fall. Socially awkward season two coming soon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, we'll, you know we'll, we'll let y'all go. Y'all go ahead and talk about, I guess talk about how we met and then like, whatever else is on your heart and, and we're gonna flow from there cool. yeah i think that y'all two of course you already mentioned y'all two met first mm -hmm. and then we just kind of just yeah jail but i think i think it was very instrumental you all came in at a pivotal point in our life mm -hmm. um because of course we were we were in california we just had baby just went through this IVF process and we had maybe two other good friends you know, a couple friends, uh, but we didn't really, weren't travel buddies, we weren't, we weren't as close. We were close, but not as close. And I feel like us meeting you all really kind of like inspired us to continue to live life with kids, right? Because even without kids, we always were going places, but a lot of times when you have kids or babies, you kind of, you feel like, yeah, you things slow down, you feel like you can't go anywhere, you feel like you can't do nothing, but you know, us being able to go, Wanda was fully pregnant. We would hung out and seen Wendy Williams, you know what I'm saying? We was at the camp, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And we saw Drake's dad, Drake's dad. He was having full-blown conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, but I feel like us meeting you all, like, really kind of catapulted, like, 
a relationship that was just so real, genuine, true, transparent, and authentic. Yeah, yes. And a lot of people struggle to, struggle to find real people. Right. It's hard. Like for us, we were California for years, and it was like really hard to find like real, genuine people that we can connect with and actually share our life with and actually be transparent. Like not just be friends. Right. Like, hey, everything is great. But like when things aren't great, right. I can call you and say, hey, things I. You know, I'm struggling. You know, I'm, I need this. I need some help. Help me out. And you're there. You know what I'm saying? And so a lot of people miss that out of friendship. They think friendship is like, oh, everything should be good all the time. And it's not always the case. Right. And so I do appreciate that. Like when we built our relationship over time, it was really instrumental for us to kind of have that, to see that, man, this is possible to have. We really got best friends like this. We can really travel with them and like, and be cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's a hidden treasure, I feel. Yeah. And honestly, everything he said, but also um, I was thinking about like how, you know, there's like, especially when you try to meet people, it's like a lot of times people are looking for what they can get from a person. You know, it's like, how can they benefit my future? Where are we at in our walk? What's next? You know, and I've, I've noticed that a lot, like with like, people can be very opportunistic, you know? Um, so finding people who are genuinely just trying to do life with you, you know? It's like, I don't care what you have. What you have may be great, what I have may be great. We bring it to the table, but we're not thinking like that. So initially, whenever I was talking to Vicky, I, I have this thing with like all my closest friends. I don't think I've ever, ever told you this. All my closest people that have like became the closest to me. My thing is like a shock factor, really. And I do it because I want to see like how they're going to take it. You be testing people? Yes. I do the same so, thing. <laughs> so the thing the is, it was like, so with Lorelco, when I met him, I didn't know we, he would be my husband, you know? But like, he was a cool guy. We were on the phone, we were talking. And I literally would just like, just divulged like a bunch of stuff like about where I was and I was like low-key trying to scare him off because I was like I really don't want a boyfriend right now but hey if he's down I'm down so then he started telling me like all this stuff about where he was at and I feel like it flowed naturally and so when Vicky I think when me and you really started talking it was like someone had someone had posted something about like asking women if they're pregnant mm -hmm. and you were like kind of going in up about it or whatever and why you shouldn't by the way never ask a woman if she's pregnant don't never ask her when she's gonna get pregnant that's like top tier worst things if you heard it here first okay right. um, so, right. so like you had said that and I remember we were going back and forth about like that and like how it could be damaging and how like right. hurtful it could be especially if people don't know what you're going through and and that time we were literally in Barbados like about to have a baby and so I was like yeah even me right now I'm in Barbados and you're like oh wow praying <laughs> did I say praying yes okay. or something like that but like I you know I was like that's what we're here for right now because we had like got, talked about you people maybe going through infertility treatments right and then I was like yeah that's why we're actually in Barbados doing that right now oh and you just were like oh cool like oh wow or something praying but like it wasn't shocking it wasn't like you wasn't trying to be nosy and dig deeper or nothing. No, it was, was just not. like real chill. And then we just kept talking. And I think like one day she was like, oh yeah, speaking a date night this year for us. And I was like, oh, she really want to be friends. Okay. That so then we met them. And honestly, ever since they've been a blessing to our life, we have made amazing memories with them. And I feel like they're our people. Like we could call them, we could FaceTime them. We can pray, they'll pray for us. They'll rebuke us if they need to. Like, we don't have no sort of, like, 
It's not that friendship that you feel like you're walking on eggshells and you can't say when someone's like wrong. Like yeah. I want you to tell me when I'm wrong. Tell me when I'm tripping. Tell me when I'm overdoing it. Like just yesterday, I was like, Lo was like clowning on me and I was like super emotional. And I was like, babe, why do you keep making fun of me? And she was like, y'all just ignore her. It's her time. Like friends like that, you yes. need. Yes, I don't take half the things Wanda says seriously. No. But I understand. I get it. I yeah, mean, like overthinking, but okay. Yes, like take the time to get to know your friends and then like vibe with them and stop expecting. Can I say this really quick? I really, I really feel led right here. Go ahead. Let the Lord use it. Hey, they love it. They love it when our people go in. The Lord, I really feel led to say this right here, but like friendships, okay? A lot of times we're expecting dogs out of cats. A lot of times we are literally expecting people who have, we've taken the time to get to know them. We've taken the time to watch their patterns, to know who they are. You know what it was. Your husband, your spouse, your boyfriend, your girl, whoever. And they literally are cats, but you want them to be a dog because you feel like you need a dog in that role. But it's like, they're a cat. So if you really need a dog, then go get a dog. But stop expecting a cat to bark. That's all I'm trying to say. Like, a lot of times we could literally stop from being offended if we would just recategorize people into the right roles. Exactly. Yeah. And relationship so like, management. Relationship, relationship, relationship management. management. Knowing your Relate, friends. Or relational intelligence. I told you yes. how to read books. So, yes. I feel like the great thing about our friendship is that we've taken the time to get to know each other. Like, I'm a motivator. Really, I'm a motivator. I like to push people. Vicky is the exact opposite. She hates motivation and doesn't like to be pushed. Yes. So I had to say, oh, well. Do you hate motivation? I didn't say I hate it. I just you, it don't work. It's strong. It don't work for her. It don't okay? work on me. And so, like, the, the tools motivate. that I will use on other <laughs> friends, I can't use on Vicky. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so I'm like, but you don't have work. to really, like, take the time and really put work into your friendships. Like, if y'all ever see us post a cute pic, in Puerto Rico or something like we did before. I miss, that wasn't a good trip, by the way, but okay. it was a cute pic. Okay. what she said. Okay. There's a sustenance behind all of the thi- the fun stuff that people see. Because like people be like, low-key, like they watch people on social media and be like, oh, they went on a trip, they hanging out. Like they're doing the stuff that I would want to do with my friends. My friends don't do that. And it's like, but y'all don't even know behind the scenes, like there's been a lot of like deep conversations Absolutely. that even got us to the point to where we could be where we're you know what I'm saying and like feel comfortable and feel comfortable to stay in the same place with someone like I do Y'all not travel with to... just anybody thank you okay dwelling together with the people that you I will not want to be cool with and knowledge like you have to know yes like okay can I say this yes oh well maybe not Maybe not like week two of friendship, but maybe year three. Yes. Yeah, I can say you make that. It, you make it weird. That's what makes it weird when like you start trying to unravel too quickly. Like when people, when you you meet people and then you just start. Like I said, I remember. I don't remember when I said this, but you like you bleed on people. Like that's what happens when you're like you're like too open, like an open book, and like you just you give out too much, and then people are like overwhelmed. Some people can't handle all of that at once. So you have to like trauma dumping. Yeah, it's like you trauma dump on people. And sometimes it's not even like just trauma, it's just like you just overwhelm some people and they're not like that. So then you'd be like, well, why don't they like me? You overwhelmed them. But that but even that within itself deals with that person who's dealing with trauma. Yes. They're in need and they're desperate for friendship or desperate for someone to 
uh, hold them accountable, desperate for somebody to to really like hold their emotions in and help them out. That's their plea for help. It's thirsty. Yes, yeah, being thirsty. <laughs> right, right. Just I didn't thirsty. mean. It, it mean <laughs> and some people like they don't know how to figure out who cannot be thirsty with. Yeah, because there like, are people you can be thirsty. There are people. Be thirsty. There are people. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are people who pour. Yeah. And then there are people who need to be filled. Right. Like if you have, like some people are good at pouring out to other people. Like you would be that kind of person. But at the same time, you have to know what phase of life they're in exactly. to even get that from. Because right. if we both thirsty, they don't want to hear. Yeah, if we yeah. both thirsty, most of them, none of us, ain't nobody gonna give me right? You know right. what I'm saying? So somebody gotta be, you gotta somebody be, be right the jar. People. Somebody gotta be the person. Like you know what? I'll, I'll be the jar for you because I'm gonna empty this back out to you and right. give it to the Lord, and we're gonna pray about it. We're gonna go about our business. You're gonna grow. Friendships aren't always a poor in the field you know what I'm saying yeah. like it's not it's not always like that sometimes it's hey bro we both thirsty and we both yeah. need to seek help guidance or whatever or right. hey man we both full man and we just chilling like hey yeah. right. you know we we good or right. like hey man I just need to run this by you mm -hmm. and like sometimes I may not have anything to to necessarily like pour back into you but I, I could just be a shoulder I could just be an ear like hey you need to get that off your chest hey bro I feel you, man. You know what? Hey, that's great. I ain't been through that right. exactly, right. but bro, like I, I've been in situations like this. Right. So and knowing and knowing, like even in friendship, sometimes like knowing who to trust in that area, and knowing that I can divert, divulge, divulge that information to you, and you not judge me based off of yep. what you've heard. You know yeah. what I mean? And you not say, oh man, you, you tripping, tripping, and make you feel some type of way. That's when you know, okay, we need to step back. I probably need to reevaluate your friends, reevaluate who you, because a lot of times, like, we'll be, we'll be, we can be cool with people for yeah. a time, right? And then over time, it's like, because I know you, I can, I feel like I can say whatever I want to say and not be led by God to say, hey, you probably shouldn't say that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And then people's relationships break because you're like, well, I feel some type of way about such and such, such and such, and you're emotional and, and feely, feely, and that person's like, well, I didn't mean it that way. And your mindset is on pride because you thirsty, yeah. and you're not telling nobody else that you thirsty, even though y'all supposed to be real close friends. That's why relationships break because you're not being authentically real about where you are. Yeah. And pride has risen up, and you can't help that person because your pride is in the way. Right. And so we just really gotta be like very mindful. I'm just grateful for you guys because y'all not like. I think friendships. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Hear me. He was about to get it. He was about to give it to us too. Hear me. Hear me. Um, but truly, like, friendships are, when you were saying what you were saying, well, well, everything that we've said so far, I feel like friendships is like, a, friendships is like peeling back an onion. Yep. Like, you don't, if you were to get an onion and put it onto, like, some sort of uh, cutting board and you cut the onion, it's going to make you cry because you didn't take the time to peel back the layers and I've I've had this problem a lot where I don't click with people who come in and want to like cut my onion open real quickly like peel me back get to know me peel yourself back like I want to feel you I want to like I really want to understand you but it's going to take like multiple visits multiple conversations multiple interactions like I feel like a lot of times we look at people on social media and we're like, oh, they have the same interests as me. He's a pastor. She loves God. We're going to be best friends. And it's like you already you already put an unrealistic expectation in your mind of what that friendship can do for you. Yeah. And then it's like now. Yeah. And you don't know where people are at. Yeah. So you can't say that. So peel back their onion. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't like those expectations either because I don't. I already don't like expectations. So when people come into something expecting something from me, you're not gonna get it from me because I, I just be like, no, I don't like that. Right. But that because and that's I feel like what makes it harder for me to like make new friends and stuff because I'm like if you're expecting something from me, like you you get your feelings hurt and I don't want to be the one to tell you that I'm gonna hurt your feelings. So like I just kind of observe and take a step back. <laughs> take a step back until I, I feel like this is somebody who I can vibe with because they're not expecting something right. from me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like I have to like try to put on a show and entertain somebody or entertain their expectations because I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't be myself if like you're expecting me to do something that I'm not naturally good at. And an expectation that was never vocalized or verbalized. Right. right, and you just expect that to happen and like, you never told me that. I don't live in your head. Yeah. Ooh. So, I don't, so I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't live in your head. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot read minds. Huh? I, I can't read minds. You can't read minds. No, ma no matter how much revelation the Holy Spirit gives me. No. no matter how strong the gift of discernment you have. No matter how strong your prophetic gift. No matter whatever whatever you believe in spiritually. Okay. Um. You can't read minds. No. And I can't act on something that you've never vocalized. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect me to when you've never vocalized it. So we had a healthy conversation about that the other day. And so I just, I think we have to do that. I think, yeah, I think we have to do that continually to have healthy conversations, intense fellowship. Intense fellowship. It was intense. Intense fellowship and communication. Yeah, I mean, but when you don't have those, or when, or when I'll just, I'm not going to say when you don't. When you do, when we've had those conversations, we've grown from them. Yes, yeah. yes I, absolutely. Um, so, absolutely. Yeah, I, I um, we said all this to say, I, I consider them, I did a, I was checking my phone, I did an Instagram Live January 12th, and it was called Divine Connections. And like, right when I did that live, it was like, I met, it was like our relationship got stronger. I met some other people. Like, and our relationship, our relationship got stronger. I had met them in 2020, but our relationship got stronger this year. It was just like, God was like, pretty much just setting me up, like throughout the whole year. Like, yeah, bro, like, I really got you, like, relax. And so they have been extremely instrumental in not necessarily restoring our faith, but like strengthening, strengthening our faith when at times it felt weak, mm -hmm. you know, on the journey uh, that God has us on right now. I, I mean, I believe everything happens on purpose. Yes. Uh, everything happens for a reason. So, you know, it's just like, man, like, why not grow through it instead of beating yourself up? Because we, I mean, we've all done it. You know, you're going, you're going to beat yourself up on the journey through infertility and, you know, trying to grow and be a better person, trying to be the best version of you. Um, trying to be all that God has called you to be, right. um, but like you have to have people there in your corner that continue to speak life into you and show you that, hey, like, bro, I went through this, yeah, and or I'm going through it, and God is bringing me out of it. Mm -hmm. So, like, these 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 are them right here. Like, these are them. We had those. I think it was like the first conversation that we had, like the first night we met y'all. We went to Jimmy's ice cream. And we were just talking. And Wanda was, and sitting, Wanda was like, sitting in the back what? of the car, have a seat. Have you, have you, have you done this? Have here. you checked this? Have stay you checked here. this? And it was like, 
Well, no, I, and I, th I even think Vicky at that time, she was like pretty adamant, like, no, we're not doing that yet. <laughs> no, we're not doing that. No, we're not, we're not doing, doing that. that like, no, we're not doing that yet. We do, you know, and it's like. But we weren't even, you were still, that was before you had even gone to the, like, to the doctor to just get a checkup. Like, yeah, you hadn't even missed yeah, the doctor to get a checkup, like a normal, like, okay, are you breathing correctly? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, are you healthy? Like, and it was wise counsel yes. coming from Wanda, yes. a woman. See, oh, well, see, 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 sometimes, fellas, y'all be so caught up. Here he go. Y'all be so caught up in Leviticus and, and, and right. don't get me started. Come on. Be so caught up in trying to be I ahead got, that you don't listen to your neck. I got wise counsel from my sister when she said, well, have you even got this checked out? Have you, you need to go to the doctor and at least see what's going on and at least see this. Why you gotta talk like that for me though? No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not like making fun of your voice. I'm just saying like, I'm just saying like, that's what it was. And it was like, at that particular point, I came home and the Holy Spirit was like, yeah, you need to, you need to listen to your wife and your sister and figure out what's going on with your body. Yeah. And that began the process of discovering Discovering me, mm -hmm. and I think I think that's that that brings us to like an important topic. We were just talking about this at brunch um, with Come people's on, journey when it comes to infertility and when it comes to everybody's journey. Like everybody's journey is different, and it's yes. something that needs to be respected. Yep. Um, people ask me all the time, like my friend is dealing with infertility. How can I support them? And literally the only thing you can do for them is pray for them and then like they'll let you know what they need, what they need mm -hmm. if they need it. But don't feel like you have to speak over people's lives, you know, based on what you did. So for us, our journey, we went out of the country to Barbados. We did IVF. Um, but that journey came with lots of prayer, lots of fasting, lots of confirmation, like literal divine confirmation, which he'll tell you guys about, I'm sure in a minute. But it's like we literally had to pray. We had to get direction. We had to have peace. And it's like a lot of times people would do something one way. And then because they did it one way, they feel like everybody else has to do it the exact same way and at the exact same time and with the exact same passion and the exact same zeal. And it's like, no, what's for you is for literal you. God is talking to you. And we have to be careful of, like, putting our own convictions off on people that we love, you know. Right. So for us... We've supported them by just being there for them and letting them, if they, we don't, when we, when we hang out, we not talk about, oh, what, so what did you do today? Right. And what's your right. plan for tomorrow? Right. What, you know, like if they bring it up, we'll talk. If, you know, we want to talk about where we're at and whatever else, like it's just a natural thing, but you can literally only support your friends by, you know, praying for them. And you don't have to tell people you're praying for them, y'all, like. You don't have to say I'm no, praying I've been for you. Praying for you. I think people I just want you to when know. they when you say pray for them, you people think we be huddled up in a circle and yes. like you don't have to do that. You can just do it in the own Lord comfort, bless in the privacy of your own home. Right. You don't have to tell them every time. You don't have to tell them all the dreams you had and no. You don't have to do that. Like, I feel like yeah. Yes. I've appreciated I feel like I've appreciated the way that y'all have been there for us and that y'all haven't been forceful with like suggestions or like trying to like make sure we're okay. Cause y'all know I don't like to be checked on. <laughs> no. So like, 
so it overwhelms me when people check on me. So like, I appreciate that if I have like concerns. Like, I like that we can joke about certain things mm-hmm. <laughs> that normal people wouldn't joke about. But yeah. you get it because you've been there. Like that to me is support. To me, I like to be able to joke and have a good time, and even though we're going through something, like she understands. Like if I make a joke about my uterus, she's gonna laugh with me because she gets it. Like I can't make those jokes with other people. But like, I guess for me, it's just like the lightheartedness helped me through it and then every now and then she'll say something I'll be like you know what you said a word <laughs> um, but I know you have to know when God you have to know yeah and talking. it happens naturally I feel like that's what makes it more genuine is that it just happens naturally like it's not a forced conversation no you don't be forced you don't try to give me whole speeches and you know what I'm saying I mean <laughs> I know you the want Lord to, told me to call even though I know you want to sometimes oh oh um, I, know. I can talk she, your ear off. She be now. holding it back. I'm like, no, Wanda, please stop. No, I can talk anybody's ear off. I know you can. I know you can, but I'm just saying, like, I know, I know how you are, but I like that you allow me to go through my process the way I need to go through it. Well, you know I, what I, mean? I will. I love that. I'm, I'm grateful you love that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to overlook what you're saying. But what I what I was thinking is like. For, and support, what I was going to think from what you're saying is like support looks different for each person, right? Yes. Because like when we were going through infertility, we were really, really silent about where we were at. Like whenever I shared online, we were already eight weeks pregnant because I could not take the negative negativity right. that could possibly come. I didn't want anybody's like opinions and I was just walking in shame at that time. So it was like us really documenting it and then waiting till we were free to share waiting till we had peace to share, you know? Right. Um, but when it comes to like, like for, for me, I had a miscarriage. So it, the miscarriage happened in like that January and then that May was Mother's Day. And one of my really close friends who knew like how much I was kind of like not anticipating Mother's Day and that I would be crying on Mother's Day. I never even told her, but she just knew me and knew that I would be emotional because I'm an emotional person. She literally sent me like a text message that was like, hey, happy Mother's Day. I know it may be hard today, but just want you to know I'm thinking of you. That meant so much to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that she said that. But it's like, she really knew me. And it's like, I was grateful for that relationship. So there's there was like a time when I've, I've wanted to like write you like something caring and compassionate. And I'm like, I know my friend, I know she probably not even thinking about it right now. She probably not even sad. Like she normally will text me if she's sad. So like yeah, I'll let she you know. communicates that. I don't have to guess and think that she would not tell me that she's sad. But because I'm the type of person that doesn't tell people when I'm sad, like, I don't usually I can't tell people brush that off. That's how I know right. we're good friends. Oh, you tell me. Okay. That's right. how I know we're good friends because I do not tell people when I'm sad. Right. So, here. But I tell you. You guys just both communicated and showed something that people don't do. Like, sometimes we love, like, even between you two, like, so I was loving Vicky the way I wanted to receive love. Right. But that's not the way she receives love. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it's not effective if I'm trying to communicate to her something. That I want, but I haven't said it out of my mouth. Right. And then she's not being loved the way she wants to be loved because I'm too busy trying to love her the way I want to be loved. And it goes with communication as well. I, I just I just saw that and that just that just really it blew you away, huh? Felt that. See, this is why so one and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. About the love language. I don't think y'all ready for this. I don't know if y'all ready for Uh-oh. this. Uh-oh. Hey, I, we already let them know. We busting heads all the time. Oh, we, heads. we are going, choosing violence. We're choosing violence. Literally. Choosing it. This is why I feel the love language is, is trash. 
So here's why I gotta explain. You gotta explain. Because you actually just said it. So let's say my my love language, which is my love language is affirmation. If I go to my wife saying, "Hey, you need to affirm me more," there's a problem with me. It's not a problem with her. Now we're entering into a co-parenting style of relationship. What did you say, baby? A co-parenting co-parenting style relationship. If I'm expecting her to affirm me. And I have to affirm myself first. Ooh. That's a problem with me. That means there's an issue in my childhood that I have not unraveled or healed from. That I'm expecting her to heal me from in a marriage where I should already come in prepared to serve, not to have her give to me what I should have gotten when I was a child. You get what I'm saying? Yes. So I'm expecting her to be my parent at this point. Oh, my love language is gifts. You got to give me some gifts. So if I don't give you gifts, or you don't give me gifts, that means you don't love me? Can you have, is that really love if I don't give you what you want based off of your childhood trauma? Oh. Is, that love? is that love? Now can I, can I, can I, love? can I play the opposite end of Absolutely. the spectrum? Not Absolutely. devil's advocate, because I, I ain't never you. signed me to that. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> I get what he's saying too. Some people aren't going to receive it the way that you're saying. So are you saying, are you saying, because I'm very specific when it comes to words. Absolutely. Because you said it becomes a co-parenting issue when I'm expecting her to love me for something that I haven't been healed with from my childhood. What if, what if someone, what if it's not a childhood issue? Or, 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 or are you saying they're all childhood issues? What I'm saying is the issues that we have as adults, there's always an origin and a root. I, I 100 million percent believe that. that root is mostly dealt with childhood childhood development. Childhood. One million percent agree. So if I'm having affirmation issues, something happened back in the day. Right. Doesn't mean it was from mom and daddy. It could have been from a friend. It could have been I was around friends at 13, and oh. I didn't realize rejection was a big issue for me. So I don't like to be rejected. So affirm me so that I feel approved. So there, I think what he's saying is there's a thin line between a personality trait Correct. and a deficit. Absolutely. And you have to discern whether or not your love language is based on deficits mm -hmm. or based on your own personality. Right. Because some people are operating out of deficits. Absolutely. And so they go into relationships looking for somebody to fill them in Absolutely. places or areas that God is supposed to fill right. so or heal from absolutely. from your childhood. Absolutely. Right. I get so that. So there's an unfulfilled area. So, yeah, there's so, a void that I'm looking for you to fill. It could be that you like affirmations or it could be that you're a narcissist. It could be that. Could be that. You have and, to know the difference. And you have and, to be self-aware. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and we can't sit here and label people and say, you don't love me because you're not giving me what I want. That's not true. Because you haven't communicated that. Right. Y'all just mm -hmm. said that. Though, though I may have, I, I may want affirmation from my wife, at the end of the day, I got to look to myself in the mirror and say, Lord, affirm yourself. And that can't make or break the way you that feel can't about make your make, wife. If she doesn't affirm me, that doesn't mean she don't love me. Right, because mm. a lot of times people have relied on the love languages, yeah, like it's and have it's become right. a crutch because it's yeah. like, well, my husband didn't buy me gifts today. Well, what if he don't got money? What if y'all yeah. are going through poverty right now? Like, right. is he gonna yeah. be so, so, you not loving him right now? Let me make it. Let me make this even more relevant for you all. So for those of you that 
are watching the latest season of Maps. This just made me think of Mirla. Oh, yes. Mirla and Gil. Yeah. Yes, Gil. Johnny too. So Mirla is, yeah. is high maintenance. Mm -hmm. Gil is low maintenance. He says money doesn't motivate him. She says money absolutely motivates me. What if Gil wants to show that he loves her? She's expecting Louboutins and lashes, right. and he gonna get her lilies and lollipops. Come on. That's what he said. He was like, if I made you a quilt, if I made you a quilt, would that she work? Said, She's like, no. no. Yeah. And so he's like, well, then that's not your love language. Then. She right. said, he's saying that no. <laughs> if it doesn't, ma if it matters what type of gift it is, then that means it's not. That's not a personality thing. That's you want lavish things. Right. You're feeling a deficit. Absolutely. Which is what she said she is doing because she grew up poor. So right. that makes sense. And You're she's very self-aware. And I feel like a lot of times when we get in arguments over love languages. It's because two people have not taken inventory of themselves individually and then came back to the right. table right. to really reconvene. Because it's like our, our marriage won't grow if I'm not a whole person individually. And, yes. what, and what we do is like Gil and Johnny to a certain extent is that he pushes his insecurities. Yes. And he projects and he projects yeah. that on her and says, well, why are you, why are you not doing it? Why are you wearing all these blues? Why are you wearing these? Product. Why you got all this stuff? That got nothing to do with you, sir. Yeah. That's, that's how she's feeling her boy. Yes. Or running away from it. Now we gotta talk about. Now we gotta talk about why you running away from the void by using gifts for yourself. There's a deeper issue, Gil. Merla. Merla. Figure out what's happening. What What's the deeper root? Right. And so we we you can't project our. Our own insecurities based off of their actions, they can, they're doing, they're just too much, they high maintenance, high strong. No, well, what's the root from that? Why are they that way? And if they can take care and sustain how they live, let them be that Let them do, let, let them, them deal that. with that. But let we still got to deal with the root of the issue. Right. What's the root of, what's the origin? Like, figure that out. It's good. I this mean, is so good. Are y'all taking notes? Oh my goodness. In the comment section. But I think that's very, I like how you flip that because a lot of people never look at it that way about how they use things as as a crutch. Right. Um, I feel like a lot of our society does tend to, we tend to, uh, <laughs> we idolize you know, things. You know what I want to say. We idolize our feelings. We idolize dysfunction. Well, but we also, we, we people want to be validated so bad. They want, they want validation. And so we tend to gravitate towards love languages, enneagrams, horoscopes, anything that's going to tell us more about us and how we can better self-soothe and self-satisfy ourselves because that's really all it is, it's just selfishness. Um, but it's like we, we don't look to God for any of that stuff. We, we try to figure out ourselves first before trying to figure out, okay, who did God create me to be? And how can I, how can I better relate to people based on that and not just, well, this, this is me, this is, what I, this is what I need, this is what I want, this is how I am. So anybody who don't like it, anybody who can't serve me and do me, then they just not gonna be in my life. And let me speak to that. When you enter into relationships thinking that people should serve you, you've missed the entire relationship. You missed the point. You missed because the point. There's all these times where I hear people say, like, ooh, that I'm I'm turning from things that don't serve me. Yep. And it's like, what about what happened to you being the one to serve things? Right. And be the servant. Like the greatest moments of my marriage was when I literally have died to myself and said, you know what, let me serve my husband. Yeah. And that sounds like I'm me even saying that I can already feel I can feel y'all's cringe right now. Like I feel y'all like serve what? No, he gonna serve me. But the crazy thing is, like, we not even gonna talk about sex because that's for the married folks. Um, but when you when you serve when you serve 
You read. <laughs> when you sow, you read. The so the re listen, see how it's going. It gotta be on good ground now. It gotta be on good ground. Huh? Good ground. What you was talking about today? But seed time and harvest, it works. No, like the you principle don't, works. Yes, you don't. But you're not serving for the benefits. But there's benefits of serving. Girl, girl, yeah. yeah. you go, girl. I am really talking right now. Sarah Jakes, you need to call her. No, but seriously, like we women that are loose, TD. Like I know, like truly, that's one of the reasons why people really struggle in relationships. This is why it's hard for single people. It's hard for people to be in a relationships because we're so focused on self and how can I better myself yeah. what can people do for me how do I get attached to this person this person this for person? me for my for business, me what I need for my million what I dollar want. industry and it's like this is why I don't like why you and I'm, friends. And, yes it's why what? people don't have no friends it's why people are single because you're looking for you're looking for somebody to match you but how can you what do you bring to the table and that's not to say that's not to say that you don't bring anything to the table it's just like you have to be aware that when you go into a relationship with somebody you're, you're going to have to compromise and you're going to have to put your pride to the side in order for you to thrive with that person. Like you can't just be all about you because you got everybody poops thing. I mean, like you got, you got your own skeletons in the closet. You can't act like you are just perfect and you need something like you're so, oh, everything is good with me. So I don't have to deal with my mess. Like, yes, you do. And yes, if, you do. And if that's the case, and if you expected someone to serve you because it's about you all the time, make sure you vocalize you forever change it because we're going to forever change because we're going to deal with trauma, we're going to exactly. deal with emotions yes. that's going to change the trajectory of how we think, our yes. perception of things, how we act. How we, all, we are always evolving. Change is constant yes. in our life individually. Mm -hmm. So you make sure you vocalize every change that you're going through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you really mm -hmm. want people to serve you, yeah. that means exactly. you, now means you got to talk. That, that, and and that it's work. work. Either way, it's work. It's work. Relationships are work. Yeah, what we're not saying is find someone here and find someone there and y'all don't change and then just keep trying to like clash. We're literally saying when you get in relationships with someone, literally make sure that those people are also willing to change. Yes. But don't expect them to change. Like a lot of times when you are like praying for your spouse or praying for your friends, Nine times out of ten, God's going to tell you how you can change. Mm -hmm. when, you're like, when you're like, God changed them. I don't like that they did this. I don't like that they did that. God's going to tell you what he don't like that you did. And you're going to start changing, which is going to make your mindset change on the situation. But overall, it's like you have to really choose the people that you do life with and be committed to them. Rain or sunshine, like unconditionally, you know. And when you are fed up or when you don't want to deal with that anymore, then just don't. But don't. Expect people to only serve you. Y'all preaching. Y'all preaching. preaching. Y'all preaching. Huh? We preaching. We preaching. Because everything is we. Come on. Okay. Everything. Come on. Huh? Everything is everything we. Everything is okay. we. Ah. Come on. Oh, we, we. We, we. I'm going to do a little shift here. I feel I feel okay. very uh, inter interviewee. Okay. I feel very interviewee right now. Okay, so last week's episode uh, with us pretty much telling our journey, our testimony, whatever you want to call it. Telling our business. It was it was huge moment for us. It was a huge moment for y'all. The numbers was crazy. Uh, the numbers still going up. Um, we got so much feedback. There were so many people that reached out to me, uh, both male and female. But I was personally shocked about the amount of men that reached out to me and was like, yo, Cam, like, thank you, bro, for telling your testimony, telling your journey. Um, I'm going through this, or we've gone through this, or like, you have no idea how you just helped me in my marriage. 
Um, so like it, it's it's crazy like when you finally get to a place and I'm gonna get to the question when you finally get to a place where God allows you to look at your journey and realize he wasn't putting you through the storm to kill you he was putting you through the storm to make you stronger come on and in making you stronger you actually helped other people yeah it's like wow like okay like it, it makes the journey less painful. Yes, because it has When purpose. you can see other people getting help from, from your pain. So like pain definitely has purpose. Um, so LaRocco, how would you, you know, like what words of advice or words of wisdom would you have for someone, a young man that's married or that's been married for a length of years or length of time and they're trying to have a family and you know, this is something that they've been wanting. This is something that they've been, they've been, you know, dreaming about. Whatever, whatever. Like, how can you help that young person through by, you know, the things that you've gone through and how people have helped and supported you? Um, that's a great question. Um, when we, when we divulged that information about infertility, um, I got that same type of. I didn't realize how many men were going through it. I had no clue. Um, it's very common, um, and men we don't talk about it. Um, and so I guess my, my piece of advice for men dealing with infertility, whether it's on him, whether it's on her, uh, whether it's just both, maybe it's just, it's just an issue, right? Um, you have to be patient with the process because it's something that, yes, we want to change it because men in general are problem solvers. We want to change it. We want to say, okay, what's the issue? How can we change it? What can we do? Let's fix it, right? That's what we want to fix, fix, fix. Yeah. And sometimes there are issues that are outside of our control that we can't fix. But there's a God who can fix it for us, right? And so what I did is I... <laughs> but there is a God. There is a God. Hey, lift your hands. Everyone lift your hands. Yeah, but, but I think in order for you to really go through this process, you need to have support. You need to have... Um, when you were talking, I was, I was imagining... Um, how bricks are laid to build a house, mm. to build a foundation. And bricks are made on top of each other. I'm, 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 at, a house, I'm at a new uh, community right now. I'm looking at houses get built left and right. But I keep seeing the brick getting put on top of another brick, keep putting on top of another brick in order to build a house. I'm like, well, that's a lot of weight. Let's say I'm at the bottom. That's a lot of weight on me. But it's also a lot of support. Mm. And so I was thinking, like, you know, what, what happens is we just want to be a standalone brick that's unmovable, stable, just by itself. But ain't nothing getting built. You ain't preaching, man. There's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, built. he getting the words of affirmation. Right she now. said, "That's my <laughs> man. That's my man, and I'm gonna stick beside him." Man, be preaching. But and so what happens is when we when we don't have that support, we just are alone, yeah. and we feel isolated, and that's the last place you want to be. Um, and I I felt that way for a time was isolated. Like I didn't have nobody to talk to about infertility. So I was just like, I, and it was new to me. I'm like, I don't know what this is. And no one's talking about yeah. it. There were no forums about it really online for men. And I was really just like out there. So I had to seek help, right? Mm -hmm. I had to go out and actually seek. Like, hey man, this is what I'm dealing with. Is that something that you dealt with before? Actually, yeah. Oh, snap, cool. Like talk to me about it. how did you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just developing those relationships and just trying to seek out that help to get that support that you need so that you can build up. And also doing a lot of research. like putting in the work, putting in the time to figure out what it is. If it's you know endometriosis, if it's her uterus, or if it's tooth being blocked, 
build that knowledge up and understand like this is what she's dealing with if that's the case if it's your semen or whatever or what can you do is there certain drugs or is there certain different medications or different vitamins or different physical things you can do to help build yourself up like knowledge research um, that at the end of the day having patience with God for him to restore that brokenness that you feel based off of infertility and knowing it is not your fault that was a big thing for me. I was like, man, this must be because I did a lot of things wrong in my life. Yeah. 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 You think God punishes yeah. us. Yeah, I feel like it was a punishment. This, God this got us. to be the consequence then. Yeah. 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 That, that, that was right. one of the oh, things I can't that have kids, and all these other I people having kids. I'm getting jealous because all my other friends <laughs> having kids, they don't deserve it. I, I can't <laughs> I see that. Like, no, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Real. Yeah. That's, that's real. That's real. That's toxic Christianity. That's toxic Christianity. I feel like as Christians, sometimes we tend to look at um, blessings and stuff mm. and then think because we don't have it we're being right. punished right. or we look at the world and say well they can't have that because they're not even saved right. and that's not how God works like it's like it's not like God is he only given on the just and the unjust yeah it's, it's not if he reigns on everybody it's not like you only get the, he only gonna reign on the people that right. love him and I this goes back to this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about but it does kind of somebody, somebody asked me how do you be friends with people who don't believe in God or whatever and I'm like does God only love people who believe mm, in him just like no he loves everybody. Are we only supposed to be nice to people who think like us and believe what we believe? No. And it's like, you can't look at other people. And I had to learn this because this was something I really struggled with. Like looking at other people who have gotten pregnant, they may not be married. They might have baby daddy drama, whatever. And it's like, I can't believe God would give them a child and not be trying to do it the right way. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe I didn't do something right. So maybe this is punishment for me because I didn't live right before. You know what I mean? And it's like, you can't think like, like God is not like punishing you. Like I had to keep telling myself that you're not on punishment. Take yourself off punishment. You're not in trouble. Like sometimes, and I told you this and then you, she was like, Ooh, you said a word, <laughs> but I, it's like what, what Jennifer was telling me, it's like God trusts people with miracles because he knows we're going to give God the glory for it when it happens. And it's like, just because somebody may have gotten pregnant or had a baby or whatever, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that God favored them over somebody else. You know what I mean? It's like, we, we may be going through something, but there's purpose in that. We have a platform. We have lots of people who follow us. I feel the of Lord. course, I feel of the course Lord we right would be the ones to go through infertility. Why? Because we're going to give God the glory for it, tell our story, and help thousands of other people who are going through the same thing. But let's be clear. I don't, I, I never wanted that. No, no, no. I don't, I don't, don't want I don't want to be the, oh, because God trusts you with this miracle because he knows. Listen, God. <laughs> <laughs> but can I be real? Can I? Can, can no, we no, be, no, no. We can be real. Honest? I was yeah, mad. And then on the flip like, side of that, I was mad at God for years because one, I didn't want to be a pastor's wife. I did not want to be in front of nobody at church. I did not want to be the face of infertility. I have to tell people about my story and how. I don't want to share nothing with nobody. I don't like telling nobody my business. I wanted to be a sit on the pew person, be a normal Christian, just go to church when I feel like a Christian. I did not want this responsibility at all. So there was a time where I was pissed. I was mad. I'm like, God, why did you give me this life? Because I don't want it. I don't want this platform. I don't want to have this responsibility. Because it's responsibility. There's a responsibility in having a call on your life. Mm. Most people who have a call in their life, the responsibility of the call. Most people who have a genuine call in their life did not want that call. Nope. Guaranteed. Nope. Did, did you want to preach? At any point? No. Okay, thank you. Did you do you want to be an evangelist? No. Nope. Speaking into people's lives? Nope. Exactly. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. Yes. And so knowing that was actually what made it worse, which is why I said after the prophet came to the church and called me up and told everybody my business, I'm like, dang, this is bigger than me. I know that. I'm pissed. Because now this means I'm carrying a whole like miracle legacy 
that, and I already knew that because my dad's a preacher, your dad's a preacher, so I already knew we was gonna have a golden child. I mean, I, I knew that already, but then it added more weight to it when I'm like, oh crap, this is like a whole thing now. Like now I'm like, I have to, like my life is on display. And it wasn't like I got a choice. I did not get that choice. So it's, that's tough, it's hard. And I, I've had to come to terms with that. And accept it. You have to accept the call. One thing that I would say, piggybacking off of your question, even though you were talking to men, I want to talk to anybody dealing with it. You know, and what what helped me um, through infertility and everything else um, is if the situation doesn't change, you change. That's good. If the situation doesn't change, I want someone to write this down. If the situation doesn't change, you change. If the situation doesn't change, I change. So I say that because a lot of times when we pray to God and when we have faith in God, obviously we're praying for what we want. We're praying for the things that we believe that God is supposed to give us. But at the end of the day, if God doesn't give you what you're asking for, you have to change. Mm -hmm. Your mindset about God changes. Your mindset about what God owes you changes because he owes us nothing. He owes us nothing, really. And so I had to really come to grips with this whenever we were, we had gone through infertility. We had gone through IVF. We had gone through a twin pregnancy. We literally shared it all over the internet. And then I, get, I randomly go into labor at 35 weeks. And then, I randomly, and then I randomly have a baby in the NICU about to die with a collapsed lung, intubated, because now everybody knows what that is, um, intubated and literally on drugs, and then had to have surgery to remove his appendix randomly. And literally, it was like, he, it was literally a month, but every single day they were calling me about a new infection, a new thing they found, a new this, new that. All these things that did that never showed up during the pregnancy. And I was thinking to myself, after the miracle, and actually Cam, I think Cam texted me and said, or he put on a conversation something, when you're, what happens when your miracle needs a miracle? Yep. But it was crazy because while we were living through that, I wasn't thinking, ooh, this is a miracle to show. I want to show the world. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I'm, I'm right. a freak. I'm going to give God ooh, this glory. Gonna be a word. This going to hey. No, I was, I remember they called me one last time. I said, babe, I said, I'm done. Like, I said, I'm done with this. I'm done sharing about this. I said, I'm mad at God, babe. Honestly, I said, I'm really upset right now. Like, how am I, I'm literally giving God the glory. I'm embarrassing myself practically because it's not easy to open up. No. Like, as easy as we, it may feel like y'all can vibe with us, for us on our side as a regular human being, it is not easy to be vulnerable about your deepest, darkest pain. So first of all, I really commend y'all and I'm proud of y'all for even oh, opening you. up and doing that. I want to cry too. I'm really, really proud of y'all for that because that is a huge step. Like, y'all don't understand the, the capacity and like the just power in taking that step, but it is a huge step. So for me, it was like, okay, we opened up, we shared our story, Lord, we giving you the glory and our baby is literally on his last breath, if he even had a breath. He never even got to breastfeed. Like. I'm literally going from one baby to the hospital, one baby, like trying to figure out what's going on. And God had to show me like, it's not about you. It's not about what you think I should do. It's not about what makes the perfect story 
for your right. Instagram for feed. It's not what yep. makes the perfect yeah. story for your next book or yeah. what would sell or what. It's literally about you grabbing a hold to my purpose for your life and saying, God, I submit to your will. Come what may, no matter what. You know, like, I feel like when people look at our page or look at our story, they're always like, oh, well, that you guys have this beautiful family. You guys have twins. And it's like, y'all, if we literally didn't have to go through any of it and just had babies regularly, that would have been perfect. I love Kay and Kai, so I'm grateful that we have them. But, like, no one is praying for that. So, but I had to literally release my control over the situation, release my narrative, what I wanted God to do, what I felt God should do. And I had to submit and say, God, whatever you do, like, I really still trust you. So if the situation doesn't change, I change. And literally, LaRocca was holding me, and I was like, you know, like, it was like 10 minutes went by. I thought I was mad at God. And 10 minutes later, I was like, well, I need a miracle, and ain't no one else going to give it to me. So, Lord, I got to believe you. I have to believe you. So it's like your situation may not change. This is not a like, ooh, jump around three times. You have a baby tomorrow, which prophets told me and LaRocca that so many times. They told us, go home and make a baby. Go do this and do that. No, like you have to believe. No, like go. Oh, well, well, if you do that, like they'll, they'll share more about that, I'm sure. But like. It's not, we're not going to ever give that message of like, if you do this and do that and have faith in God, have this and have that. Like, no, the Bible in Hebrews chapter 11 says it goes through the heroes of the faith. Right. And then it literally says in these having died, but held on to their faith and never saw their faith come into fruition. They died. They died before that. So they like, our call as Christians is not just blessings. Like it's literally, we have to change our mindset and change who we see God to be, and anything he gives us, we praise him for. Mm -hmm. a so, told, yes. yeah. A friend told me years ago, I mean years ago, um, the end is worth the struggle. The end is worth the struggle. we got to get off this podcast and go praise the Lord. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> the end is worth the struggle. Oh, my gosh. And not just for you guys, but I'm just for anyone who's dealing with a struggle. Like, that's literally... And, and people classify struggle as just a fight. Sometimes it's more than a fight. Sometimes it's a it's, it's spiritual warfare. It's yeah. mentally, it's mentally, physically, it's emotionally. It's emotionally. Uh, the end is worth the struggle. A lot of times we just look at the struggle, but we don't look at the end. Why don't we look at the end? Because the end, we don't know what it is. Right. But the Bible tells us, Jeremiah, come on, Jeremiah. Did I hear Jeremiah say? Huh? huh? Oh, I know the plans that, that I have for you. That I have you. you. Plans to what? To keep you, to prosper you, huh, huh, uh -oh. and to give you an expected you what? In hope, another version Come says. Plans of hope. Yes, to prosper you. And so it's just like we have to see the end as, yeah. as green pastures. You know what I'm saying? To lay down in green pastures. That's my end. Peace. Yeah, peace. Peace. You know what I'm saying? And so like even when Jesus, even when Jesus was like, "Peace be still." Well, the storm did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Yes. And how has the struggle changed you? Well, see, let me, let me, I'm piggybacking off, off what both of y'all said, and I, even some of what you said. When you said, if the problem, or how, say it again. If the situation doesn't change, if it doesn't change. Right. If the situation doesn't change, you change. So, literally, this year, my dad was preaching messages, like, all throughout COVID, that were, like, kind of preparing people. It was, I think even the series was called, like, uh, 
getting to Jesus or something like I want to see Jesus or something like that. Basically saying like he's not afraid to die. And folks were like scared, like bro, like Bishop, what are you doing? I was kind of worried because you know, he, I was like, bro, that, like Dad, are you like is this foreshadowing? Like we've seen it in the novels, whatever. You know, God just take him away. Like, oh yeah, Bishop Pastor. No. So I was like, okay, what's going on here? God was like, I'm trying to get you to a place where even if I don't do it, like we sing this stuff, I'm a worship leader. So I get up there and I, sing, I say all the little, you know, different phrases. Come on, we sing these songs that we scared to pray. And we do, and I've said all of this stuff. And, and a lot of this even applies to myself because it's like, I'll sing that God is able, but like in the back of my head, I'm like, is he really able? Because I'm going through like infertility or I'm, exp or I'm experiencing this or I'm, you insert whatever your problem is into whatever it is that you're dealing with. And God got me to a place this year, like maybe like a month or two ago where he was like, if I don't do it, like, do you still love me? Like, am I still God? Like, will you still spend time with me? Will you still worship? Like, will you still sing? Like the same way, with the same passion, with the same enthusiasm, with the same joy, with the same heart. Like, are you still, am I still God to you if I don't do it? And I was like, you know what, God? Like, you're right. If I never see you do another thing, I've seen miracles in, in the middle of nowhere in Mexico on a missions trip. I've seen limbs grow back. I know God is real. And I've said it multiple times when I've seen other people make videos that they don't know if God is real or they believe they're atheists or whatever. And I'm like, no, I've seen God move. I've seen miracles happen in my own life. I've seen things happen in my own church. I've seen things happen in various places and situations. So for me to say that and then come into... Uh, this situation with my wife and I and be so selfish that to believe that God he's not a miracle worker just because I don't get what I want Come on, when you want it when I want it because it didn't hit the time frame that I said I was going to be a father by the time I was 30 now I passed that time frame and now God is not good and God's like so you this is, is this where we are so I got to a place I said God if you don't do it you're still God you're still a miracle worker even if you don't do anything else in my life if, uh, if you don't do another thing, if I don't wake up tomorrow, if whatever happens, you're still God. Yep. You're still good. Yep. So. I had to get the same place, too, and I had to like be like, okay, instead of looking forward, look back on what God has already done yep. and just be grateful for what you already got, fam. Like the message I preached uh, a couple months ago, don't forget to <laughs> like, remember. Chill out, bro. Like, don't forget It's to not remember. about what God's going to do because he's already done enough already. And then I feel like as Christians, we tend to do this thing where we like, okay, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. And count, counting up all the things that you've done right. Checkbox. Yes. And it's like, well, I, it's like, oh, I've did, yeah, and I've, I did everything right. Why don't I have what I have? And it's like, we're not living this Christian life as a, as like a checklist. It's God, not I like. I for three days in a row for 15 minutes a day. It's not like, well, day. because we have this, we do this too with with um, when people want to get married and they're like, well, I didn't have sex before marriage, so I should get a good husband. And that's not a prerequisite for getting a good, you still have to, you still have to do the work of the relationship. Your relationship is not going to be good just because you feel like you did everything right. And I had to teach myself that it's like, okay, just because you feel like you did it the right way doesn't mean you deserve a child more than somebody else who didn't do it the right way. That's not how that works. Yeah. So, and your heart is not even right thinking like that anyway, so you already done sinned in your head because you think you're better than people, pretty much. And that's not fair. I also remember when I was at a really low place, I was listening to a sermon and it was talking about like, God gives your heart desires. Like, you know how he says like, God will give you the desires of your heart? A lot of people think that means that like, God will give you what your heart wants, what, you, what your heart wants. 
But another interpretation is that like God literally gives your heart's desires. He desires. The de thing that you're desiring, God gave, gave it to it. you. Uh, yeah. yes. So like God gave you a desire for a child. So knowing that God gave you that desire, you can trust him and you can literally love him where he's at and know that if God gave me this desire, if God gave me this desire, then God alone is going to fulfill that. And I don't have to worry. So yeah, even if he don't, although he gave me it, now I know you gave it to me, God. But even if you don't, I still love you. He's and, and, takes away and that's too. a mature faith. That's mature that is mature faith. faith. That is, yes. And I feel like we we're so used to people preaching like we get all these blessings and stuff and the stuff that we want out of our flesh, and that's Houses, not true. Cars, clothes, jewelry. That's purses. not true. And it's like we we believe in this manifestation version of God where we just ask Him for things and He gives it to us, and that's not how that works. God is not giving us stuff that we he's want. He's not a genie in a bottle. Yeah, He's giving us the things that He wants us to have for His purpose, not our purpose. So we can't be out here acting like, well, God didn't give me what I so truly desire. Like, okay, that's He'll not give even you what he wants. He giving you what he wants on his time when you need it. Yes. And you just have to accept that. Is this even relevant? What if God was one of us? Does that have anything to do with this? I don't even know what you're talking about, babe, but okay. What if God was one of us? Go ahead, Wanda. Go ahead. Because I don't know what he's talking about. No, I don't know what he's talking about. Lorelco has something to do with it. I don't know what he's talking about. No, I was saying, because I was talking, I was remembering a time. Uh, before we had kids, before I got confirmation that we were supposed to do IVF and all that, um, I was like, um, uh, I'm right in front of this mic right here now. <laughs> no, I was like, uh, if God never gives birth to a child, we never gave birth to a child. God said, well, what else am I birthing out of you? <laughs> Y'all say one more thing. I'm leaving. This is what literally I remember. I remember I was just like, that's so yes, good. that's so now, good. What are you birthing out of? Wow. That's so good. And so I remember, and we were talking about this at breakfast, watching Wanda go through like a supernatural transformation. I'm like, that's what he's birthing. Yeah. A literal transformation in our minds and like, like what is God birthing out of you? Okay, I have this desire to have kids. Okay, God, so. What are you doing first before I get that? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to show me that's about to come out of me? Yeah. Yep. Before it, something really comes out of me. Yep. You get what I'm saying? Because God always, God always does something before a thing. Yes. Before there was Jesus back, being baptized by John, it was John the Baptist who oh. paved the way. Y'all got the yes. preachers. Preaching. And you go, oh, you want to go all the way back when they well, were in the womb. Because, because when they were the in the womb. Divine connections. If when they were in the womb. John, exactly. John, Jesus and John were connected in the womb. Absolutely. Who leaped? John leaped. John leaped in his in the mama belly. He had filled in John the belly. Said, John said this in the belly. In the belly. Come on now. So there's always a birthing before a birthing. Mm. God That's always so reveals something he's getting ready to do within you before something comes out. Yep. That's it. So I'm, that's just the word. And then for the locust. Yeah, at this point, God is saying there's a birthing before the birthing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And for all those who are listening, absolutely. there's a birthing before the birthing. He's trying to do something within you. Trust. Just in the, the process. What is, what is as soon as we change our mindset in that. See what God can do through you. Right. Yes. And the thing. No, that's, a, that's elevation. Sorry. The thing I love about what you're saying is it just reminds me of David in the Bible. And he says, it was good that I was afflicted. Yes. Yep. For now I see. Yes. So it's like, I can literally look back at our whole journey and say, I don't, I don't wish it any different. That's what I was saying. Like, I was at my lowest point. I was literally crying. I was mad at God. I was angry. And I can literally look back and say, 
I would not have it any other way because that it was good that we were afflicted. Yeah. That's so, what I was saying in the last episode. That's what I was. I ended it saying that because I really truly feel that. That's what gave me the peace. It's like I'm so glad that we've gone through this because I really believe there's a purpose for everything and there's a reason why we had to go through it and it makes so much sense. It had to happen. It had to have happened. Come on. We would not be sitting here with y'all if none of this happened. If y'all didn't go through it, if we didn't go through what we're going through now, we would not we wouldn't know each other. It had to happen. It had to happen. It really did. And I feel like we have to start changing our perspective of like our struggles and things we go through. Like we have to look at it like there's a reason why I'm going through this and stop like wallowing in the mud and being so sad and woe is me about everything like once you change your perspective that's when things start happening for you but you have to change your perspective you have to stop thinking why me and start thinking why not me like think about that ask yourself that instead of being like I don't want to, I don't want to do this I don't want this well obviously it's happening to you for a reason so figure out why this just came into my in my, in my mind there's a cliche saying that says God sends his strongest battles to his strongest soldiers but when you really think about it when the US militia military Navy when they go out to fight they don't send the worst soldiers no they don't they send the most qualified, the most trained, those who have endured, those who have shown, those who have uh, 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 experienced battle. Endure hardships as good soldiers of Jesus Christ. I don't want another battle, Lord. I don't want another battle, but then at the same time, you look at it like, dang, like, I actually, I actually am built for this. And I think about that all the time. I think about that all the time. I'm like, I mean, I would be the one because think about it. Like, I am like in a lineage of preachers wives like it's like built up to this point it had to happen this way I was gonna be the only one who could do it it right. just makes Cause sense because your mom ain't got no other daughters <laughs> it literally had I mean, to be you. it had to be me if it was yeah. gonna happen to anybody it was gonna happen to me like it just makes it makes so much sense to where I can't even be mad no more I'm just like it just makes so much sense I mean it was predestined it was and I just I mean I'd be I just you know, before you were formed in your mother's belly, God we're excited had a though. Yeah. We're excited you know? about what God is going to do. What he He's already, already doing. He's already doing it. I, I'm so. It's already I'm so happening. Content. Didn't I say this like uh, months ago? It's already. At happening. this point, I'm so content. Like I'm not even like. I'm not even worried about anything. I just be like, well, this is it, y'all. This is it, and I'm just, I'm just grateful mm. to be here. I will be content in every circumstance. Listen, he is gyro, I'm, just you are I'm just grateful for friends that we can build each other up. Yes. Yep. Yes. Like, and not tear each other down and just continue just building, building, building. Mm -hmm. In every circumstance, we're building each other up. In every struggle, struggle we're building each other up. In every yeah. happiness, we're building yes, each other up. Yes, sir. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it is. Hey, well, listen, I think we'll come to a conclusion on this particular portion of having our dear friends that have traveled near and far. So we just thank you so much for such a powerful and and mighty word that you have bestowed upon the people of this particular place. We thank you. We are just so grateful that you are in our lives and God placed you. He he and thought so kindly of us <laughs> that he would he would bless us with you all. <laughs> so uh, no, uh, we love y'all, man. Y'all, you just you just 
you have an idea, but man, this, this, is, why this is why we wanted them on, so you guys can experience at another level. We can, we can open up, you know, our, our, I guess, influence to, to show you guys, like, how great and dope they are. So, uh, and that's it. Any, anything else you, Thanks for always having ask us. you, you have any, you have any closing remarks you want to welcome the visitors and. No. <laughs> Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure y'all like, comment, and share. Subscribe to like everything, is we. everything is we. Hit the notification bell at the top so you can find out every time we upload anything. Also, to the Patreon members, we love y'all. We sorry we have go not subscribed to Patreon. Make sure you do that now. Exclusive content coming soon. Right. <laughs> also, hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Anchor. Oh, follow them. Follow us. Follow them. Yeah. The Malzacs. Uh, they're on their TikTok sensations, guys. Over three million views. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel I feel like it is. Um, yeah. If it's three million, he's really a prophet. I do. Larocco Molzak, Wanda Molzak, the Molzak twins, the Molzaks. It's just, it's just going. It's just oh, going shout out up. to King Kai. They're not yeah, shout out to King, King Kai. Kai. Love making it all possible. <laughs> <laughs> hold Thanks. it, hold it down, hold back it down. in the D. Right. <laughs> Back in the deep. Yeah, so. Thank y'all hey. for having us on. Yeah, we Absolutely. We love y'all. We'll be back. Checking in, check it out. Bye. 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 Bye.